Hi, I'm Graham Mack and welcome to the Pod 20. And on this week's show, is Donald Trump going to run for president again? Find out from Edward Hardy from the Hardy Report. I'll talk to Piper Terrett from the local lowdown about a lack of exercise during lockdown. There's a brand new number one this week and it comes from a former Pod 20 guest. And my special guest pod star this week is Maria Passingham from Equal Parts, which is a podcast about how couples met and includes an episode on how I met my wife. Equal Parts is back. With stories of holiday romances becoming life partners, social networks disappearing oceans, and first impressions that are hard to forget. I could see his little eyes in the front rolling like... (laughs) Who do these queens think they are? It was that movie moment. The sun was literally shining directly to her and her eyes were like, ka-ding! And I was like, oh, she's kind of cute. Casually, he just said, would you like to go out for dinner? Let's let's go out. And I literally ran across the dance floor to my friends. I'm like, give me a pen, give me a pen. Somebody got to be a pen. He wants my number. Give me a pen. I still have that piece of paper and I put it in a little plastic sleeve. And on the one side, it's the message from the Royal International Hotel. And on the back, it says, Julie Halford, 70650. In a time marked by separation, escape to scenes of lovers finding each other. This season will transport you across the world, from Nigeria to New Zealand, to dance, explore, and fall in love under the stars. We just had this night where we just sat on the beach just talking all night long. And I remember watching the constellation of Orion kind of move across the hot, like it rose up above the horizon and moved across the whole sky. And I just remember thinking like, oh, universe, this is what I want. He literally told me that same day he wanted to marry me. So that's when everything changed. And you tell someone that you love them and dead silence. It got like longer and longer and just like awkward and just be like, okay, did I destroy everything? It was not one of those situations when you meet someone in person and it feels awkward. It almost feels like a surprise and like, oh, this is finally happening. Almost like I I was being electrocuted. (laughs) Electrocuted, I mean, in a good way. Okay, I just want to be her friend and I don't want to make things complicated. I am single and I want to have this travel experience for myself. So I don't want to fall in love. <laughs> That's what I said to everyone when I left for that trip. Like, oh, this is going to be my trip. It's going to be my year and I'm not going to fall in love. And it's just going to be all about me, myself and I. It's difficult to describe high own words because sometimes you just feel that words don't do justice. Meet Maria Passingham soon on the Pod 20, which is heard on podcast radio on DAB in London, the home counties, Manchester and Glasgow, on demand in the USA at talkers.com, around the world on multiple platforms and as a podcast itself. Let's get into the chart now. And at number 20, Case File, True Crime, because fact is scarier than fiction. At 19, Americast from the BBC, The latest episode is called Donald Trump is Back. At number 18, Anatomy of Murder. A murder case has many layers, the victim, the crime and the investigation. This podcast dissects each piece of a tragic puzzle. Number 17, The Local Lowdown with Piper Terrett. Piper, your podcast has been dealing with the changes of lockdown. The biggest challenge for me has been keeping the weight off, which I'm failing at, 
because working from home, I don't get any exercise. When I used to work in London, I used to walk around all the time. Yeah, we were in Southwark Street somewhere. That's it. Yeah, in Southwark. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I used to work up the road. Um, yeah, um, whereabouts? Well, I worked at the FT building. Okay, right out. Yeah, that's years up, ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I've worked in Borough Market quite a few times. We weren't, we weren't Not actually on a stall, but in an office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you know, I was thinking, yeah. well, you know, I'm not getting any of the just just basic walking, and yeah. then I thought, I don't know, maybe I should just walk. So now, if I if I need to get something from the shop, rather than go to the there's a shop next door, the Stop and Rob, rather than go to the, yeah, the Stop, stop and Rob, Rob. I I'll, and Rob. I could go to the co-op, which is but there's a Tesco by the railway station so ah. i walk up there so i'm getting the equivalent walk so i think that's that's a good trick but i do have yeah. a, an objection to mechanical exercise equipment oh, when, yeah. when the same thing is available in the environment if you know what i mean I know what you mean. You I had a friend. Who, yeah. Oh, yeah. Go on. Go on. What's no, you had a friend who used to drive to the gym and then drive back. And I always thought, why don't and, and park near us the door. Look, look, look at yeah, gym yeah, car yeah. parks. Everybody parks near the door. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Well, the, the one for me <laughs> that that we lived in when I worked at BRB in Birmingham, we lived yeah. in a building which was the old BT building. It's right next to the BT Tower in Birmingham. Huh. If you've ever driven past Birmingham on the M6 and you see the BT Tower. There's a building yeah. next to that, which is the old BT offices. They turned them into flats. And yeah. we lived in one of those flats. We were on the first or second floor, one of the lower floors. But the building itself was 10 floors. And in the basement of the building, there was a gym that you could use mm. if you were a resident in the flats. Yeah. And what was crazy was people would who lived on the 10th floor would get in the lift go down the lift to the reception, <laughs> leave for work in the morning, you know, in this in Birmingham, because they, they, they were working in, in offices in Birmingham. It's in the city centre. Yeah. Then at the end of the day, they'd walk home, they'd get in the lift, they would go up 10 floors in the lift, they would change into their gym gear, gym get back gear, in the lift, yeah. come back down, go into the gym in the basement and work out on the uh, stepping machine, the Stairmaster. <laughs> There's 10 flights of stairs there they could work out on. The local lowdown with Piper Terrett is at number 17 this week. At 16, comedy gold mines with Kevin Hart. Dive into the minds of some of the world's funniest people, including Bill Burr and Jerry Seinfeld. 15, Desert Island Discs. Lauren Laverne's latest castaway is the charity worker Claire Horton. 14, On Purpose with Jay Shetty. Fascinating conversations with the most insightful people in the world. At 13, Equal Parts from Maria Passingham. Maria, where are you locked down? Uh, well, temporarily, long-term temporarily in South Norfolk, but uh, usually I would be in Manchester. Right. I guess I kind of became a professional podcaster in Manchester. <laughs> the podcast is called Equal Parts. Mm-hmm. It's a fabulous podcast. We are going to talk about that. But first of all, I want to talk about you. Okay. Freelance writer and audio producer. Yes. So as a kid, were you messing about with cassettes and stuff? And mind you, am am I going, am I going way back? Am I going too far back then? (laughs) No, I had cassettes. Okay. I remember, I remember carrying around a little portable, um, 
cassette player in the garden listening to the Spice Girls. <laughs> um, so I guess I wasn't like somebody who would actually make mixtapes or anything or sort of play around. I think actually in that machine there was a little a, a little recorder, but um, that it definitely wasn't like a lifelong ambition. I actually wanted to be for a while a, a sound engineer, right. and I did. Um, I, alongside my GCSEs, I did a BTEC in technical theatre, which was basically like sound and stage and lighting and all that. Um, and that made me realise I, I didn't want to do that. <laughs> but I guess better well, to get that was it, out of the way What was it early. about that that didn't appeal? I think, um, I'm not sure, something to do with the kind of pressure of like a live audience, you know, not even a live audience that are kind of abstract like in radio, but they're right there. Like if you make a mistake, they can turn around and look at you. <laughs> Um, so this was I for live shows, kind of. Yeah, sound for live theatre things. Right, right, yeah. okay, yeah. Um, and I don't know, it just, some things come naturally and it, it wasn't natural for me. Right. And so freelance writer and audio producer, <laughs> are you a writer that produces your own work or are you a producer that writes your own stuff? Um, are they different? I think I'm both of those things, but I also do writing outside of audio work. So sometimes features or, or newsletters and things like that. They're great, but I think the best thing you do is equal parts. Uh, it's about couples meeting and you even covered the story of how your parents met. I want to find out more about that in a bit. Equal parts with Maria Passingham is at number 13 this week on the pod 20. At 12, Sword and Scale the true crime podcast covering the dark side of humanity and human nature. The worst monsters are real. At 11, Mummy Doomsday, the disappearance of two of Laurie Vallow's children in Rexburg, Idaho in September 2019 would expose a bizarre trail of death, devotion and doomsday beliefs that captivated America. It's a haunting podcast from Keith Morrison and Dateline NBC. At number 10, The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. And at nine, The Hardy Report with Edward Hardy. Ed, you're an expert on American politics. Will Donald Trump run for president again in 2024? I don't think he will. I don't you think don't? He, uh, well, I don't think he... I don't, genuinely don't think he enjoyed being president. I think that was very clear, is he didn't enjoy being president. What he enjoyed and what he's made no secret of joy is he likes to be the kingmaker he liked when he was on twitter for example to endorse a candidate and help them win that was what he wanted to do and so what i suspect he'll do is i suspect he'll try and find some foray into the media whatever that may be whether that's yeah. setting up his own one or, or working with an existing media organization i think he'll try and do that especially since he doesn't have uh, a twitter account anymore and i think that He'll also want to run what they have in America, super PACs, essentially just fund the campaigns of individuals that are running for office. And I think he'll want one of those. And he'll set up using his donor base. He's got a huge donor base. He'll set up one of those and he'll try and control the Republican Party, force people to come to Mar-a-Lago and beg for his endorsement and, and his support. I think that's what he'd love to do because then he can just stay at Mar-a-Lago, golf all day. No one can truly criticise him or attack him because he can't see any of it. He's just sat at home and um, and he can live the life that he, he wanted to. And that, uh, to be honest, that's what he actually apparently wanted to do in 20... Wanted to win. He was planning to set up Trump TV uh, right up until the, the election. They were planning to build more Trump towers in countries around the world. He didn't want to win the election. 
He just wants to be this powerful figure that people talk about or people require to, to get into office. And, and that's, I think, where he'll end up. Um, and the Republican Party doesn't want him back either. You've got like Senator Josh Hawley, Senator Ted Cruz, people who want to run for office, former UN ambassador Nikki Haley. They all want the nomination, so I, I don't think that they want him back either. Well, we've got a lot in common then. Edward Hardy from the Hardy Report, which is at number nine this week on the Pod 20. At number eight, revisionist history, Malcolm Gladwell's journey through the overlooked and misunderstood. At seven, Ian writes Everyday People. In his latest episode, Ian talks to Mel Tate. In January 2020, she was faced with every parent's worst nightmare. Her 25-year-old son Jordan had been assaulted and within hours, she would have to turn off his life support. While at his bedside and contemplating how to honour his life, Mel made a decision that would impact the lives of seven desperately ill people. Ian writes Everyday People, number seven this week on The Pod 20. At six, Conan O'Brien needs a friend. After 25 years at the late night desk, Conan has never made a real or lasting friendship with any of his celebrity guests, so he started a podcast to sort that out. Before we get into the top five, let's check in with my special guest pod star, Maria Passingham, from Equal Parts. It's a podcast about how couples met, and in the first season, you did your parents. I did. How did that feel? Um, well... I'll be totally honest with you. They were the season finale, but they were also the first interview I ever recorded by myself, even before Library of Things podcast. Right. Essentially, I wanted to know whether I had the editing skills. Okay. So I recorded them and I just thought, what can I ask them? Bo- what can I ask them both to talk about that they both have a shared experience of and will be able to go into some detail about? So I just decided like it wasn't a concept for a show or anything. I just decided, OK, I'll get them to tell me the story because I knew it was kind of interesting. Um, so it was kind of an exercise then it was totally an exercise yeah and then and then when I realized that I could edit that then I went to do library of things podcast and then when I came back and I thought actually you know what I kind of like that concept and I had some other friends who had great stories I thought I could build something around this so when I when I eventually came back to make it into a real episode I didn't want to get them to do it again on, on, you know, I didn't want to get new tape, even though the the quality might not have been quite there. Um, But it it felt disingenuous to to sort of stage it. So I had to just reshape the episode really. And my mum had, I'd got about (laughs) an hour recording from her. My dad is a very succinct, concise man. He gave me about 15 minutes. I had to really use as much of his material as possible and really tone down my (laughs) mum. But, um, I mean, that's also quite representative of their relationship. So, um, yeah, but it was, um, I toyed, I, I kind of didn't want to put that one out because it felt too, I mean, literally close to home, but also maybe a bit too kind of convenient. Like it, it wasn't like real re- kind of reporting. Do you, do you see what I mean? Like a bit lazy maybe, but it was a good story and I needed an eighth episode. So, <laughs> so, what, so they became the season finale. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And what have you learned from talking to so many couples about their meeting story? Hmm. I mean, is there a common denominator through them all or something that comes up a lot? You know what, there is. And it's funny because it's something that we are not, we are told the opposite of. Um, We're always told that 
relationships aren't easy and love isn't easy and you have to work at it. And I think, I mean, I've never been in love, but I imagine that is true. And I, there, you know, you do have to work through things, but I would say 90% of the couples I have interviewed have said at some point it was so easy. (laughs) So I think like, if you're feeling that about somebody, you know, that that's a great sign. And it, it has surprised me how that has come up time and time again. And I didn't expect that. Wow. Maria Passingham. The podcast is called Equal Parts and Maria will be back next week on the pod 20. Let's get back to the chart now. And at number five, Freakonomics Radio. Discover the hidden side of everything with Stephen J. Dubner, the co-author of the Freakonomics books. Number four, Alan Carr's Life's a Beach. Alan's latest guest is Robbie Williams. At three, Shagged, Married, Annoyed. The only way Rosie and Chris Ramsey can have a conversation without being interrupted by a toddler or ending up staring at their phones is by doing a podcast. Number two, that Peter Crouch podcast. Peter Crouch, along with former Pod 20 guests Tom Fordyce and Chris Stark, bring you their guide to being a professional footballer. And at number one, former Pod 20 guest... Paul Barros with Humorology. Now, Paul, your background is in music and comedy. You're a psychologist and a keynote speaker. You also train people in big business. When you're working with the likes of Google, what do you teach them? Well, I mean, I my brand before was the pitch doctor. Yeah. So I would uh, uh, train people in the art and science of pitching. Um basically using all the techniques from psychology and uh, belief systems, how you talk to yourself, it is normally what um, messes people's internal pitch up, but also how you can read an audience, how you can discern. So I would use the techniques that I learned over years and years at the comedy store and working in the clubs in America and everything, but also combine that with the psychology of how do you read the room? You know, things like eye accessing cues, uh, which Dr. Richard Bandler uh, originally taught me, who developed the whole field of neurolinguistic programming. And um, and that is what picking ex- up on, on, on the way people's eyes are treating you or looking at you. Yeah. So if I say to you, Graham, you're right-handed, correct? Yes. There you go. I've already got it because I've been looking at your eye accessing cues. And if I say to you, Graham, when you were growing up, what was the color of your front door? Uh, There you go. And what happened is your eyes just moved up and left (laughs) because because in order to access that part of your brain, your eyes have to move to that direction because your eyes are the only part of your brain that are visible. So you can actually read what somebody's thinking by looking at where their eyes go. Now, for those Well, now you, you're freaking well, me out because now I'm scared what to think. <laughs> oh, you're thinking <laughs> that now, Graham, <laughs> I? Hmm. Yes. Wow. Have you thought of therapy? No, but, <laughs> but 
but but those are the the, the things that act the difference that makes a difference in people's lives is that you can actually walk into a room and not just through one technique but through a series of techniques and and understanding the neuropsychology work out how people are thinking, how they're feeling, or what what they're thinking. Uh, for instance, when when people are sort of depressed, if I ask you, Graham, to do an impression of somebody who's depressed, what would you do on camera now? I do. I do. There you go. Yeah, so yeah. for those of you only listening to this at home, Graham is looking down and his shoulders have slumped. So... What what's happening there is that you are changing all the in, internal cues to you, and and I could ask anybody in the world how does a depressed person look like, and we all intrinsically know how that looks, and people who are depressed look down. So actually, one of the one of the simple techniques is uh, I was remember working one to one with somebody um, who'd been sent to me by a doctor, and he was very interested in architecture, but he kept on looking down. So all I did was talk to him about how in London, the architecture at ground level always changes. You know where there used to be a Woolworths, now there is a Starbucks. Well, you know, shops change all the time. But if you look up in London, you'll see that there's gargoyles and there's brickwork that have been there for hundreds of years. And I, I, I basically tasked him with going out and, and looking at these things to come back and report to me. And so the next week when he came back for his session, he came back and he was like, I said, so uh, how are things? He goes, oh, I've had the greatest week. I really love that task you gave me. And he'd lost all the traits of depression just by looking up. And in linguistic terms, what we talk about that, when people say, say things to themselves, how, how's life? Well, it's looking up. It's got a literal meaning. Yeah. That when people are looking up, they are generally happier. You, Graham, how many people have you interviewed over the years? Thousands. Very few of them have, have been wandering around going, I'm so depressed, whilst <laughs> keeping their yeah. chin up. Chin yeah. up's another one. Yeah. Paul Barros from the podcast Humorology, number one this week on the Pod 20. That's it from episode 44. Thanks to my special guest pod stars, Piper Terrett, Edward Hardy, Maria Passingham, and Paul Barros. Next week, my special guests are from the Australian podcast, Wine Chats. Oh, hey, my name is Billy Milovanovich, a.k.a. Bildo. My name's Lindsay Kirkwood, also known as Linda Lynn. And this is Wine Chats, an offensively funny podcast about drinking wine and chatting life. Some of our previous topics include Let's Get Intimate, Phobias, Never Have We Ever, and Marriage Sex Hack. I mean, basically, we talk about all the things that you would generally talk about over wine with your girlfriends. 
Speaking of wines, our trailer wine today, Bill, is a one of my favorites right now, a Pinot Gris. Now, Lenny, oh. are you sure that it's not said Pinot Gris? It is not, Billy. For wine clubs like yourself, you would pronounce the S. But and we always have a little fun fact in our episodes. So this wine fun fact, Billy, it's Pinot Gris. You do not pronounce the S. It's French. Oh Pinot Gris. Oh my God. I mean, so many things we're learning already just in the trailer. Stop embarrassing yourself. <laughs> So we have a stone lay of Marlboro. See, I can you can never, never say that. I know. And when you listen to us, <laughs> you'll realize that I cannot pronounce regions and places very well at all. But you know, it's in New Zealand. It's fine. It's Google fine. It. The Canadian education system continues yeah. to let us down. So it's a 2018 Pinot Gris. It's got a super pretty fresh summery label. Let's go. Cheers. Oh, that was a good cheers. Good. Let's do it. Mmm. Mm. So good. Oh, I like that. Fruity. Fruity. Billy. What does it say? Lindalyn, let me let me tell you. There's fruit in here. Oh my god. Oak? Definitely oak. As you will learn, we are not wine people at all. I mean, we love to drink wine, but we know nothing about wine. But that's everybody. Well, <laughs> people, no. I'm a label picker. So mm. like if you know, for those mm. people who like to drink wines and know things about them, like that's right. nice. But generally speaking, the population picks by the label. So now that we're all wind up. It's time for you to subscribe and listen and rate and enjoy. We've got new episodes every Thursday, so go and check us out. And now it's time for my favorite part. Lenny, are you ready? No. Come on, Lenny. No. It's Just so once. annoying. People, Come I apologize. On. All right, fine. I'll do it by myself. A one, a two, See? a one, so two, annoying. three, four. Like, who in their right mind would like this? She's sitting across her, bopping her head around, snapping her fingers. So annoying. Tom, no, no, Tom, hit the music. Meet Bildo and Lindalyn from Wine Chats. Next week on the Pod 20. And if you'd like to watch extended video chats with my guests, check them out on YouTube and subscribe to my YouTube channel. And what will happen on the podcast chart next week? Will Paul Barros with Humorology still be at the top of the chart? Will your favorite podcast be at number one? Find out with me, Graham Mack, and influence the chart. Make a recommendation at thepodcastradio.co.uk. Faith in the news media has been challenged, making it even harder to get stories told. The Friday Reporter podcast was created to help audiences better understand the media by hosting journalists who will answer the questions to which we need answers. Join me every Friday to hear more.